0: Welcome to the Emanuel Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God and has called all believers to a higher standard of Christian living. If you'd like to learn and grow while understanding biblical teaching, then you're in the right place. Here is Our Shepherd, Pastor R.L. White, Sr. To all of my brothers and sisters listening all over the world, Blessings be upon you in the majestic name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So Lucretia, I am so excited about the Word of God today. Amen. Uh, you know how it is. It's a long time ago. But I'm going to tell. You know how it is when you were in school? In ele- we used to call it elementary school. And on the first day of school, you know, the night before, you couldn't sleep. Because you was excited about what the new school. You started a new job and and you're excited. Well, that's how I feel about the word of God on today. We're getting ready to enter something that's going to really be transformative. Amen. We're in the gospel according to John. And certainly I encourage everyone, and please tell your friends and your family, When you come to Emmanuel Church, bring your Bible with you so you can view the Word of God for yourself. Listen to Pastor carefully. It's nothing wrong with bringing your Bible to church. Don't let your Bible stay at home all the time. Take your Bible out sometime. See what's up with your Bible. Let your Bible know, hey, I missed you. wipe the dust off your Bible because there's life. I said there's life Uh, in the word of God. Father, before we begin this message, I thank you for cleansing me, first of all, from all unrighteousness before you. And I stand before your people as shepherd of Emmanuel Church, Holy Spirit, Asking that you will open up spiritual minds and spiritual ears to hear and see your word today through revelation knowledge. In Jesus' name, I thank you in advance, Father. Amen. Look at somebody and say, get ready, because it's gonna be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. Keep your Bible with you. Pastor has a couple of reference scriptures. We're going to be getting to today. I welcome all the people watching this broadcast all over the world. Gospel of John. We're in chapter 17. This is the 48th section of Connected. Every person on the planet has the power to choose to believe in God. And every person on the planet has the same opportunity to accept Christ as Savior and we know this Emmanuel Church as an influencer it is important that we go out to influence the world for Jesus Christ the world is busy pushing their agenda we must make sure that we're busy representing the kingdom of Almighty God say Amen. through your experiences every day as an influencer please ask the Holy Spirit to allow you to slow down and realize when you're having an encounter. The people you're in contact with, and when I'm speaking to you, please raise your hand. When you start speaking to people you don't normally speak to, when people start speaking to you that don't normally speak to you, when you find yourself in conversations that you wonder, hmm, how am I even in this conversation? You are ha- raise your hand please that means you're having an encounter the next few months your encounters are going to be increasing because of the knowledge and the love and the light that God has placed in you that is now being developed somebody reach up I said a whole lot say Lord I receive it You are learning more about God each week. That's why you have a different outlook than people in your family. That's why you don't carry stuff and hold on to stuff. You know what? If I I used to be the kind of person where I was angry and, and somebody made me mad and I held on to it for two weeks and three weeks, listen, you ought to be at the point now where you process it and let it go. That's when you can tell that you are growing and developing. And God has unusual encounters for the body of Christ at this particular time in human history. There are no coincidences. The people you run into every day at Walmart, at Quick Trip, at Philip 66, whoever you talk to every day, There are no coincidences. God wants us as the body, say, I am the body, to let our light shine for him. In today's lesson, we're going to be looking at chapter 17, verse 20, that contains significant theological implications, and it continues with the departure of Jesus and his high priestly prayer. When you are connected to the kingdom of God, this is a good test for everybody in the body of Christ. When you are truly connected, and I hope to get there in several months where I can really break down what the Bible means when it says a true believer. But when you are truly connected to the kingdom of God, there ought to be a visible sign that you have self It's not hard to see who has self-control. When you allow people to pull you back into your old habits, that's not showing. Thank you, self-control. But self-control is when someone tries to get you to go astray and you make up your mind, I can't do that. God has been too good to me. I don't want to dishonor you, God, with my speech, with my actions, with my deed. I want to show self-control and represent the kingdom of God. Jesus is talking to his disciples this faithful night about a future that you and I are blessed to see today. His death upon the cross, his burial, his resurrection that took place over 2,000 years ago. We are blessed to see it today because we're living in the church age. I love this church. There was a time before the church age. We live in the church age and there will be a time after the church age. We're not only living in the church age but we know that the church age is winding up. Last week, In the message, Pastor gave you reference scriptures to look up. And I got to ask, how many of you took the time to look up those reference scriptures? Please raise your hand high because I want to know who I'm talking to. Take my glasses off. Please, when God gives you these scriptures, please write them down. Review them for yourself. I can't give it all to you on a Sunday. I could, but it'd probably take me about three hours. And I'll, I'll be here for three hours. Pastor, you can't preach for three hours. You should have been here in July. I preached for four and a half hours. Say amen, July people. The Lord Jesus wants his church off the sidelines. Get your pointing finger out. Point at somebody say, get off the sidelines. Get off the sidelines and do what? Witness There's never a time we shouldn't be witnessing. Get off the sidelines. God has called the church to witness, witness, and witness. The believer, we already know this. We have been sanctified. And sanctified simply means what? Say it loud. Sanctified simply means set apart. So in being set apart is not something that was temporary. Being set apart is really something we had no control over. You can't say, well, even though God set me apart, I'm going to cover this up so God don't see it. When you've been set apart, God sees everything. He even sees the little bitty secret places that you don't want anybody to see. We've been set apart. What have we we've been set apart for? To do what we want to do? No. This to me and women, and I have to address this, I have to address this, you've been set apart to live for Christ. You have not been set apart to go down the road of pornography. You've not been set apart so you can act just like the world acts. You haven't been set apart so you can drop F-bombs every other word. Come on, Jefferson. Pastor, I've been set apart even though I'm cussing all the time. No, you can't live a double life. God has called you out of that. God has literally set you. But pastor, they all cursing around me. That doesn't mean you have to join in. Amen. Blessings and curses should not come out of the same mouth. Because you got to make up your mind, who am I going to serve? Am I going to serve God? Am I going to serve man? Am I going to serve myself? Am I going to serve the demons? Choose you this day. Amen. We used to say this, my heart is fixed. We don't say that anymore. You don't hear people say this anymore. My heart is fixed. My mind is made up because the devil has delusioned people thinking you can mix all kind of stuff in with the church. See, some of y'all looking around, you're going to miss it. You can't mix stuff in with God. God is God. God is holy. I said he's holy. And if it wasn't for Jesus, none of us could stand before God. The issue with the world today is I told you, and I don't apologize for this, the world, the church should not look just like the world. Say amen. We have been set apart. Here in chapter 17, look at your Bible. We have previously studied verses 1 through 5. We know verses one through five. Jesus took time, first of all, to pray for himself. This is the great lesson to the body of Christ. Before you want to pray for everybody else, make sure you got it right with God for yourself. Help him, Lord. Help him, Lord, and you drinking a case of beer a week. Whew. Is it too? I guess that's too soon, huh? Help him, Lord. Help him, Lord. And you sleeping with everybody that got shoes on. Say amen. There's some of y'all looking guilty. Help her, Lord. Help her, Lord. And you dressing like a... Pray for yourself. Ask God to work. Lord, work on me. I don't have time to be pointing at somebody else's issues. Lord, help me with my issues. Help me be a better person, Father. I'm going to set them straight. No, Lord, set me straight. Say amen. That's when you know you're really maturing in Christ, when you stop looking at other people and begin to take a look at yourself. Osiris, where are you at? Take a what? Louder. Take a self-examination. I'm digging it, Osiris. I'm digging it. We looked at, circling in your Bible, verses 6 through 19. We studied that systematically. And we know that verses 6 through 19, after Jesus prayed for himself, then Jesus prayed for his disciples. Now we come to verse twenty, where Jesus is literally praying for the church. With great anticipation and with joy, I have been looking forward to systematically getting into this theological study for several months. For the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at. Please write this down. Verses twenty through 26 and we're going to take our time the Lord said do not rush through his word so that we can truly see the heart of our Savior for his church gospel of John chapter 17 please find verse 20 pastors reading from the Amplified Bible please keep in mind Jesus is praying out loud with his 11 disciples on the last Friday of his life. And not only is he praying out loud, but his eyes are open. This is not a conversation with the disciples. Look at it. This is a prayer to his father. Verse 20. Jesus continues his high priestly prayer. And he says, Father, neither for these alone do I pray. It is not for their sake only that I make this request, but also for all those who will ever come to believe in, to trust in, to cling to, to rely on me through their word and through, look at it, their teachings. Please write this down. Jesus prayed for me. I've always heard it taught, Jesus prayed for the church. But who's the church? Somebody say, I am the church. Jesus prayed for me. Here in verse 20, Jesus takes the time to extend his prayer beyond his immediate disciples to include all future believers. You are a future believer. Say, I am a future believer. When this was wrote 2000 years ago, when Jesus prayed this prayer 2000 years ago, he prayed this prayer on my behalf. Therefore, look at your neighbor, say pastor says this every week. We are living in the future. 2,000 years ago, Jesus prayed for me, therefore I'm living in the future. Jesus could have spent this entire 17th chapter praying for himself, but he didn't do that. He could have spent the entire 17th chapter praying for his 11 disciples, but he didn't do that. Jesus took time to pray for you and I 2,000 years ago. He's so kind, he's so compassionate, he's so loving. Most of all, and we need to realize this, he's so forward-thinking because he already knows our future. And I don't know about you, but since I know I'm saved, my future is secure. i got to pause right here. Please look at pastor, this is real talk, this is hard talk. But it's real talk. Everyone watching this broadcast, don't miss this. Pastor, talking about the future, securing your future. I don't know if I'm saved. I really don't know. I think I am, but I don't know. Listen to Pastor. If you don't know if you're saved, you're probably not. Listen to me. Because when you're saved, the Bible says the Holy Spirit gives you the inner assurance that you are saved, sealed, and sanctified. Pastor, I hear this is what I hear. I don't know when I die if I'm going to heaven or not. If you're not sure, you're probably not going to heaven. But look how kind God is, despite of how we act, despite of how we treat one another. God is kind enough and compassionate enough and long-suffering enough to give us a chance today to repent, to make sure that we're in right standing with him. So lift your hands in the sanctuary. Everyone watch this broadcast and those of you going to be listening during the week. Don't let go of your steering wheel, but open up your spirit to say, Father God, everyone, Father God, I repent of all of my sin. Thank you for forgiving me. I believe in you, Father. I believe you sent Jesus. He died for me. He rose for me. And He's interceding for me. Look at Pastor. The Bible says if you believe in your heart the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. No more golf claps. God wants you to know before you leave this building, before you walk out the doors, I'm saved. If something was to happen to me and I don't see tomorrow, I'm saved. I, I know I see, I'm, I have a better understanding. I'm saved and I'm sanctified. All future believers, we are future believers, therefore, we are included. Write it this down: I am included. No matter what the devil says to you, or demons say to you, that God has forgotten about you again. You got passed over again. Those are demons talking. God doesn't pass over his children. God's just waiting to bless you at the proper time when you can handle it. You can't, uh, I can't say it that way. You can't give a child a million dollars. The child will buy lollipops, Skittles, Lifesavers the child will go to Chuck, is Chuck E. Cheese still around? Yeah. Buy some stock in Chuck E. Cheese. But I dare you. Oh, let me see who I can look at. Send up, Minister Rivers. I can say this about you. Lord, I, I dare you, Lord. I, say, I, I know I can say it about you. Bless this saint with a million dollars. I know she'll do right by you. God is getting ready to do an explosion in the church. Just like we see explosions on the news every day. Well, we're serving notice. The devil is not winning anything. The church still stands. The church is still healed. The church is still letting their light shine. Hey! Do Pastor a favor, tap your Bible with somebody, saying, I'm included. What, 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 what are you, you including in? Uh-oh, Brother Fred, I'm included. Mother Adams, every promise. Come on, Jefferson, every promise that's in this book, from Genesis to Revelation, every promise that God said I could have. See, some of y'all don't understand. I am included. I don't have to wait. I am. Sister Vivian, when you get a greater understanding of what God has already done for you, I'm going to go there in a minute. Before the foundation of the world, you ought to have a different look on your face than everybody else. God hasn't left you out, God has included you. Come on, somebody say, I'm included. It's time for the church to realize we are included. I'm living in the future that my Savior prayed about 2,000 years ago. How good he is. How am I included? How do I know about the gospel? Because the disciples began to preach. And the disciples went out to spread the message. And through faith, we believe. That's how you get to know God. That's how you get to to receive him as Savior, through faith. That's how you can judge how much am I growing? How much faith do you have that God's going to do what he said he would do? This is what I love about the word of God. It may not happen today. We found that out. It took 2,000 years for us to get here. Some of y'all still don't get me. 2,000 years When God makes a promise Jesus is God He does not break his word You may have to wait on the blessing Wait on the miracle But if it's in God's word If the Holy Spirit has spoke to your spirit And you've received confirmation Just get ready to celebrate Because eyes have not seen Pastor, you say that every week. Well, today's your week. Eyes have not seen. Somebody say, I have faith. Say, I have faith. Please write this down. Faith Is voice activated. Thank you, baby. I guess the baby heard it too. Faith is voice activated. You have to speak it. You have to speak it. You have to speak it. it. I may be going to surgery, but it is well. You have to speak it. I may have a pile of bills, but it is well. You have to speak it. Yeah. My kids may be addicted to drugs or alcohol, but through faith. Yeah. Well, some of y'all are quiet. I said through faith. Yeah. Ah, come on, Jefferson. Pull them out of the club. Yeah. Pull them out of the strip joint. Yeah. Pull them off the boat. Pull them out of the dope house through faith. Faith is activated when we open up our mouth. Somebody say, Lord, I believe. believe. Come on, you're talking to your heavenly father. Say, "Lord, Lord, I believe. God said it. And I believe it. When we say we are believers, we're saying that we believe the word of God. I'm going somewhere. When we say we are believers, we're saying we believe in God's word. When we say we are believers, We say we believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ. When we say we are believers, we're saying we believe that he's still able to work miracles. Lord, I believe you're able today. There is no time or distance to God. God lives and dwells in eternity. God can step in and out of time whenever he wants to. Through faith, Lord, my life is in your hands. I'm aware of stuff that happens every day, but my life is in your hands. Don't you know he wants to watch over you? Don't you know he wants to protect you? Jesus prayed, Father, bless them, keep them, protect them, watch over them, Hold them, love them, shield them. Send angels, Lord. Look, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, yeah. you look pretty good. Yeah. The reason I said that is because none of us were alive 2,000 years ago. There are no mummies sitting up in here. 2,000 years old, at least I don't think nobody is, (laughs) 2,000 years ago, none of us were here, but through faith, through the uninterrupted preaching of the gospel, we can say, Lord, I believe. What do you come to church for, Daron? That's good enough information. Confirmation and revelation. You don't come to church just to be coming. Your time's more valuable than that. You could be doing anything, but look how your spirit wants to be connected to the kingdom of God. That's why God is going to do everything He said. You could have said, Lord, I'm going to stay home. Lord, I don't believe in all that stuff. But God's word is real, God's word is alive. You know how you know it's alive? Because you can read today, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And man, how beautiful is that? But then tomorrow, you can get up and read the exact same scripture and say the Lord is. I can't even get to the other part. I'm just shouting off because I know he is. What is he? Uh Uh-oh, you really want to know? My counselor, my provider, my standby. My helper, my everything. Come on and celebrate God in the house. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Lord, I believe. Don't call yourself a believer if you don't believe in the Bible. I BELIEVE IN THE BIBLE, THEN YOU OUGHT TO FOLLOW THE TEACHINGS OF JESUS CHRIST. SATAN KNOWS THE WORD ALSO. THE DEMONS WHO HAVE BEEN HERE ON PLANET EARTH FOR EONS, THEY KNOW THE WORD ALSO. AND FOR OVER 2000 YEARS, DEMONIC FORCES HAVE TRIED TO DESTROY THE CHURCH THAT JESUS CREATED. And as much as demons try to destroy the church, not the building. Why do you think you're going through all the stuff you're going through? Demons are trying to destroy you. That's not a demon. That's just life. No, demons want to stop your testimony. And I don't know about you, but I've got a testimony. You ought to have, I told you last week, one thing. You can tell somebody what God has done for you. I can say this. Can't stop my testimony. I'm going to blackmail you. Can't stop my testimony. I'm going to tell what you did in the past. You still can't stop. Anybody got a testimony? Anybody know what God has already done? Anybody not ashamed to say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I praise you for what you've already Can can you say, look at somebody, say, I know he's good, I know he's good, I know, I know, I know, I know he's good. How great Jesus is, how amazing, yes, listen, Jesus is. He not only prayed for those who were physically in front of him. See, the disciples are right in front of him. It wasn't hard to pray for them. But dude, he prayed for us. He looked way up in advance to know we'd be sitting. Y'all better stop playing with God. He knew you'd be sitting right here in Emmanuel Church because he prayed to his father to keep you. You haven't kept yourself. And some of you got a funky attitude thinking you've done it on your own. Don't you know the whole time it was off the prayers of Jesus? Wow. I didn't keep myself. I stumbled and fell, but it was Jesus. You tell somebody, nobody but Jesus Pastor, I got money You can lose your money Nobody but Jesus Pastor, I got 3,000 followers You can lose all your followers Nobody Jesus was so forward thinking Some of us think so short term We think too small the Lord God said, Don't be hyper focused on today that you forget that one day the church is going to live in eternity with Jesus. How many of you are part of the church? One day. Can you say this one day? Now God is listening to you, and I told you at last week everything you do. You can't say, I didn't know it. Everything you say is being recorded. Can you say, one day I'm going home? That means if the Lord returns, I'm going home. That means if I die, I'm going home. And when I say home, I'm talking about heaven. I'm going to a prepared place for prepared people. Come on, church. That 14th chapter, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. I'm going to the Father's house. For in my Father's house. See, some of y'all don't know this. I already got a mansion. Uh, Don't get mad at me. Travis Kelsey, you think your mansion's something? Some of y'all, what are you talking about? Google it. I got a mansion not made with human hands. The world is not the end all and be all of everything. Don't be so invested in the world that you have no room for God. And people say to me, Pastor, I just can't hear God speak to me because you have too much of the world in your life. That's the truth. That's the real truth, the whole truth. And nothing but the truth. You want things to change in your life? You have to make up your own mind. Less of me. But you can't say it just on Sunday. Doesn't work like that. Because you'll find yourself running empty on Monday. You got to say it seven days a week. Three sixty five. Holy Spirit, less of me and more of you. And that way when demons, when people come up to you, with a funky attitude, you don't have to get upset because it's less of me. See, the old me, I never was a curse or a swear, but the old me would get upset. And some of y'all, don't let your old nature come up. I'm not going to call your name. You laughing in the back. I'm not going to point you out either. Don't let your old nature come up when somebody tries to push your button. That was the old you. More of you, Holy Spirit. When they come at me, let me show kindness. Let me show compassion. Because I told you, church, please remember this. When people come at you angry and upset and grumpy and all that, that's only because they're hurting. And we live in the time now where God wants to take that hurt away. Say amen. amen. But pastor, can he take my hurt away? Yes, he can. Look at verse 20. It shows us that Jesus clearly is our high priest. He's interceding for the entire body of believers. For 2,000 years, Jesus has been in heaven interceding for the believers. Say amen. amen. What a wonderful Savior. And I want to give you a clear understanding what it means to intercede. To intercede means to act or to make an appeal on one's behalf. People think that Jesus, because we've never been taught this as a church, please listen to Pastor. People think that Jesus, all he's doing is sitting, sitting in heaven, praying, praying, praying. The Bible doesn't say that. To intercede for someone means that you're speaking up on their behalf. Don't you know? For two thousand years, Jesus has been speaking up on our behalf, on the behalf of your parents of your grandparents from generation to generation. Jesus has been speaking up to his father on your behalf. Clap your hands right there. (laughs) This is exactly what Jesus has been doing for 2,000 years since he left the earth. He has been acting, he has been speaking up on my behalf to his father. And every generation of believers, this is to everyone listening to this under the sound of my voice. Every generation of believers, you are responsible for sharing the gospel just like the disciples. We're not called to keep this to ourselves. We're called to witness and witness. That's what we're called to do. It is only through the word of God that souls are saved and brought in to know Jesus. How do we get to know Jesus? Through the scriptures. How do we get the scriptures? Because the disciples took time to write. The apostles took time to sit down and write. And if the devil had destroyed the church, if the devil had destroyed all the disciples, we would never have had the word of God. But look how kind God is. God has allowed us to receive the word. There's so much power. There is so much power in the word of God. Listen to pastor. Not only spiritual power. But when you tap into your spiritual power, that automatically gives you physical power. You want your physical body to feel better? I dare you to get in the Word. You you want your mind to be regulated? I dare you to get into the Word. I can't go there. Trust me, I can't. Oh, I can? Back in the day, this was not in my sermon either. Back in the day, uh, let me look up at at the windows. Back in the day, people would come to church, and God would answer. And the devil has successfully tricked those who were once part of the church thinking, oh, you can still live for God and have one foot in the world. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, be ye holy, because I am holy. So back in the day, people would come to church and get delivered. People would come to church and get set free. Now all you hear about is, you don't hear about deliverance. You don't hear about miracles. All you hear about is, I got to call my therapist. When you don't know what to do. I talked to my therapist, but my therapist got me set straight. Please listen to me. You have no idea how people live when you leave the office. But I do know someone. He's called the Holy Spirit. And the more you get to know him, you find out that he's actually a little better than a therapist because he's called the wonderful counselor. He's called the Helper. Oh, I know I stepped on some of your toes. He's called a friend. He's called a bridge. He's called a shelter. When you get to know. Pastor, you telling me not to go to therapy? No, I'm telling you don't forget about the Holy Spirit. And study in verse 20, look at your Bible. I found out that Jesus knew exactly who would be saved. Jesus knew exactly who he was praying for. It was not random. How did he know he was, who he was praying for? Because Jesus is God. He knew that God had given him a mission. And he relayed that message When he was here on earth preaching for three and a half years, he relayed the message about the kingdom of God. Jesus knew who was preordained, I wish I had time, to receive eternal life. Jesus knew whose name was written in the Lamb's book of life because Jesus actually existed before time began. Jesus is so gracious He's so loving. He's so kind. He doesn't just pray for those of us who are strong, but he says I even pray for those who are weak. Jesus has even prayed for those and all of us, please raise your hand now, know somebody on the roller coaster. Somebody think they're having so much fun, so much fun, but dude, don't get cut out there on the roller coaster and the Lord come back. Keep doing what you're doing. Look at verse 20. This verse shows us that belief and trust in God is essential to the life of every believer. This shows us that we have a crucial role. We need to be witnessing and telling people that salvation is still available. It's not too late. You have not messed up too much. Just repent. Well, pastor, you don't know what I've done. I don't want to know what you've done. Just repent. And God will restore you where you need to be. If you know I'm telling the truth, say amen. Amen. It means all of us have a mission. If we're connected to the kingdom of God, we have a mission to proclaim the gospel. And in order to proclaim the gospel, it takes participation From you and I. Just like the disciples went out and went to different lands and different countries and spreaded the good news, you and I, we have the responsibility of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can use social media for good. Uh Uh-oh. Come on, listen. you with me? Or you can use social media for evil. You can, why not use, and I'm using the word use, use social media to promote the kingdom and not yourself. I told you I found out it's not about me. I don't want people to see me. I just want you to see that God lives in me. That God was kind enough to forgive me. That God was kind enough to align me with his word. Say amen, church. And that's what God is doing for his church. He's orchestrating. He's bringing in alignment things he's been wanting to do for you for a long time. Now some of you, don't look at nobody, been asking God for something for a long time. Slip your hand up. I wish I could call your name. God is going to do it. But like I said, he couldn't do it earlier if you were not prepared. And now, keep your hand up those of you that understand this, God is going to do it because you're better prepared to understand what he's doing, why he's doing it. Learn this lesson. The things that God's doing in your life, he's not doing it only for you, but he's doing it for the benefit of those around you. Some people would never hold it up, Brother John. Some people would never open up that Bible. But people will watch how you live your life. Does anybody on your job know you saved? This is really crazy. Does anybody in your home know that you saved? We praise God, we honor God, we worship God, not only with our words, but how we live our lives. We are called to spread the message just like the disciples. And for the body of Christ, it is not the preacher's responsibility only. I'm saved so I can just come to church, sit back, hear a good message and go home. No, you're saved to do something. You're saved to live for Him. You're saved to be an example to somebody. Hey, look what God can do. You know how I used to be. Look at me now. Look at the joy that I have. Look at the peace that I have. It's not because of me, but it's because of Him. Hallelujah. Put your hand on yourself. Say, I am protected. Say it again, I am protected. protected. It doesn't matter what comes up the rest of this year. We are protected because remember 2,000 years ago, Jesus prayed for me. And you don't have to wait until you get to heaven to get to know who Jesus really is. We have been studying this for months and we have come to the conclusion, just like the Bible says, Jesus is God and when you know who Jesus is, that ought to fill your heart, fill your life, fill your mouth, fill your mind, fill your spirit, fill everything around you with joy when you really know who he is. Today is opportunity that God has given everyone on the planet to get to know his son. And Jesus wants a personal relationship with you now. Don't say, I'll wait till I get to heaven. You can get to know the Savior right now. Say amen, church. As believers, we're called to witness We're called not to be ashamed and we're ashamed when we don't speak up when we know things are wrong. Say amen. Amen. Pastor, I want to go fix Washington, D.C. We maybe, we can't ever go to Washington. Step inside a Congress and fix it. But you can start in your own home. Make up your mind. I'm not going to be doing all this stuff in my home that dishonors God. I don't care who thinks I'm crazy. I'm going to make up my mind. I'm going to live for God. I'm not going to curse and swear. I'm not going to listen to all ungodly music. Pastor is just music. Have you looked at some of the lyrics? Talking about killing and shooting and stamping and eating somebody's guts. That's not of God. You talking about sacrificing people? That's not of God, and yet some of us like, yeah, zoom mm. in with the camera. Mm, 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 mm. Listen what you're listening to. Look at what you're putting in your spirit, and you wonder why you act the way you act. You got demons in you. You got demons. Oh, no music now. You have demons controlling you because you need to realize God will not dwell in an unclean temple. Come on, clap your hands if you know I'm telling the truth. God is calling for the church to be the real church. And we've been seeing the past three and a half years The buildings have been closing up because some people have just been pretending. The church that Jesus Christ created 2,000 years ago still stands. Still stands. How many corporations have you heard of? TWA, they're not in business anymore. TGNY, they're not in business anymore. OSCOs. Y'all don't remember Oscos either. They not in business anymore. But the church, despite all the stuff the devils try, the church still stands. Despite all the stuff you've been through this year alone, you ain't got to look back five years, three years. Think about what you've been through this year and look at yourself. I've shaken off worry because the church still stands. Say amen. We must believe in God the Father. We must believe in Christ the Son, and we must believe in the Holy Spirit. This theological truth underlines that God is real. And any religion that does not believe in the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and I do not apologize you are going against what the Bible teaches stop and think about it before you were born before you were a thought Jesus knew you look at somebody and say, it, and say this and say it just like this look at your neighbor Sister Slover, look at Deacon and get him good look at him and say say what? Jesus knew you. He knew me. Yeah, he knew you before you were born. Open your Bibles to the book of Jeremiah. We're going to look at two reference scriptures, one in the old covenant, one in the new covenant, and then we have Jesus right in the middle holding everything together. Jeremiah, take your time, find it, chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. Look at verse 5. Look how long Jesus has been knowing you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and I approved of you. The pastor's reading from the Amplified. Wait a minute. Please raise your hand if you have an Amplified Bible so I can know who I'm talking to. Raise your hand high. If you don't have an Amplified Bible, get one so you can understand what the original Hebrew and Greek says. Before I formed you in the womb. Who formed you? Jesus is God. So if you say Jesus formed me or God formed me, you are still correct. But the point is, you didn't form yourself. Your mama or your daddy did not form you. No matter who you are on this planet, thank you, Holy Spirit, God does not make mistakes. You are not an accident because your parents went too far. God does not have any. He says, look at your Bible, I formed you. You don't even belong to yourself. I formed you when you were in the womb. I knew you and I approved. Woo! I approved of you as my chosen instrument. Look at pastor. How many of you remember a few weeks ago, I had that guitar out here. God wants to work through you. You are a chosen instrument. Well, Lord, I'm waiting for a sign. Are you crazy? How many signs does he need to give you? If you have breath in your lungs, he's giving you a sign. He says, not only have I approved of you, thank you, Lord. Not only have I chosen you, thank you, Lord. He says, and before you were born, uh uh-oh, Somebody already said it. I separated you and I set you apart, consecrating you and appointing you, look at the end of this, as a prophet to the nations. The Lord said you can change that a little as a witness for the kingdom. God's already chose me. Jesus already chose me. He already approved of me so I don't have to go around trying to expect somebody else's approval, waiting on them to give me their approval when Jesus has already approved of me before the foundation. Stop always looking for the approval of man when the Lord has already given you his stamp. I don't want the stamp of mankind. I want the stamp from my heavenly father. That's eternal and not temporal. Turn to Ephesians. This is heavy. Ephesians in the New Testament. So we read in the Old Testament, Jeremiah 1 and 5. Now we're going to look at Ephesians, sister B chapter 1, verse 4. And we're going to see what the Apostle Paul has to say about the Lord knowing us. Verse 4. Even as in his love, God chose us. He actually picked us out for himself as his own in Christ. When did he do this? Look at your Bible. Before, I can't hear you. Before the foundation of the world, God has called you out that we should be what? Holy. Holy. You can try to hide your head if you want to. Somehow got your head down. Holy. Don't run from the word holy. Holy simply means, Lord, I'm trying to live for you daily. I don't care. You got to grow to the point. I don't care what people think about me. Lord, I want to be holy and acceptable unto you. He's called us to be holy, consecrated. Look at it and set apart for him and blameless how are we blameless we're only blameless because Jesus shed his blood on Calvary and his blood that was shed was the payment for my sins and I don't have to walk around in condemnation I am blameless that's a whole lot before my creator say amen this wasn't For way back then, this is for today. God wrote the Bible and God chose you. Turn back to John chapter 17. Look at verse 20. Jesus prayed for all those who would come after him. He prayed, look at verse 20. He prayed for everyone who would believe in him, who would trust in him look at it, who would cling to him. That means hold on to him when you don't know what else to do. Cling on to him. He says, I've came for those who don't know any better. It's time for you to rely on me. So the question arises today, who do you really rely on? Are you relying upon yourself? Are you relying upon your government? You're relying upon your job. You're relying upon an inheritance. Someone's going to leave you. Make sure that you are relying and trusting in God. Stand to your feet. This gospel message is timeless and it needs to be spread like never before. The church doesn't have a new message. We have the same message Accept Jesus as your Savior if you want to live one day in the kingdom of God. When Jesus came to earth, he says, I'm not coming representing myself. I'm coming representing my Father. The words that I speak, the miracles I perform, they don't come from me. They come from my Father. Everybody in this building, open up your eyes and look up. This is what Jesus did. I didn't say look at me. Don't look at me. Please look up. I'm going somewhere, and some of you are going to miss it. Look up. Jesus looked up and prayed this night. He didn't look at what his natural eyes could see. He was looking up because he knew his heavenly father is able to hear his prayers. Lift your hands now. As you look up, you look beyond your circumstance. You look beyond your needs. You look beyond your wants. Look beyond your desires. And you start to look up and realize, Lord, I just want to be pleasing unto you. Right where you're standing, begin to tell God how much you love him. Jesus has been interceding for 2,000 years. If you're 85 years old, we have a member 95 years old. Jesus has been interceding for you your entire life. This is the time. This is the church where we're at our peak. We're at the right position. We're right where we're supposed to be for God to do what he said he was going to do. The church has been called to be set apart. And we are connected to the kingdom of God like never before. Father, we look up to you. We look up to you knowing that you Know every desire knowing that you know every thought. Thank you, Father, that you've already designed us to be dependent upon you. Thank you, Lord, that as we grow closer to spiritual maturity, we hear less thunder and we hear less noise because, Father, We trust you. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for revelation knowledge. Thank you that you're pouring out your spirit. Thank you that you're giving us dreams and visions and aspirations to live better for you, Father. Thank you that you've called the church to a higher standard of Christian living. Lift your hands high. What a mighty prayer that Jesus took time to pray for the church. And despite what the enemy says today, look at Pastor, we are covered. Covered by the blood of the Lamb. Clap your hands. I know you received the word. What a mighty prayer this is that shows us the heart of our Savior. He took time to pray for the church. You ought to feel pretty good. You got to make it personal. You ought to feel pretty good that Jesus, the creator of all things, prayed just for me. You are important. To the kingdom of God. To everyone watching this broadcast, Pastor White encourages you to go back and re watch it, listen to it, and allow the Holy Spirit to open up new avenues in your life, to speak new words to you that you've never heard before, to do things for you, to place your feet on ground you've never walked on before. That's what God has in store for the body of Christ. Get your hands out, E-Family, to everyone watching this broadcast. Blessings be upon you, and may God's peace, rest, rule, and abide in every area of your life. Help me say it, E-Family. Peace. God bless you for listening to this message. It is our prayer that you receive it in Jesus' name. Emmanuel Church is building, changing, and inspiring lives through the power of Jesus Christ.